My name is Anna Boyd, and you are listening to Moved by Grace Counseling Radio. Hi, friends, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Anna Marie Boyd, and I'm a licensed professional counselor, registered drama therapist, registered yoga teacher, and I'm a PhD candidate in mind-body medicine with a specialization in integrative mental health. I attend Saybrook University for mind-body medicine, and I am going to link actually their podcast in my show notes. Um, So I met with the president of the university this week, and I did not realize my university has a podcast. Um, So I've already taken a look, and they have some really incredible material and uh, research, so feel free to check it out. Um, My podcast is going to supply you nuggets of information regarding innovative and somatic approaches to mental health treatment. In just 10 minutes an episode, you'll learn about topics such as creative therapies, neuroscience and play, mind-body connection, and alternative approaches to psychotherapy. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into the topic of the day. The topic for today is more of an inquiry or a question. That question being, Can talk therapy be re-traumatizing? So we're going to jump right on into it before I provide you an answer. So it's no secret that individuals who have experienced trauma can have a challenging time learning to trust people in their lives particularly therapists or helping professionals, um, given that that is my perspective. So that's kind of where this framework is coming from. Um, In my practice and in my personal faith discipleship, a foundation of my work is rooted in the Yoga Sutra. It's called Ahimsa. This translates to do no harm. So if you're unfamiliar, the Yoga Sutras are literature on the eight limbs of the yoga practice. So most people tend to think of yoga as movement and poses, which it is that, but the whole entire practice of yoga is so much more than that on and off the mat. So the reason that I bring this up, it's to state the ethical considerations when engaging in psychotherapy and the attention here is to heal, not to do more harm. So the therapist must be cautious, careful, and aware, as well as seeking supervision to ensure that the work that they are conducting, that they're engaging in with their clients, are an appropriate use of their skills and their role, right? So another element that I believe in is the fact that all individuals have experienced some form of trauma in different levels, different spectrums. Trauma can be defined as any event, pattern, or relationship, or series of events that have uh, experienced highly stressful um, scenarios. So obviously, situations are specific to the individual who's experiencing them. So when seeking uh, treatment for trauma, it can be really helpful to acknowledge the realm of what's called trauma-informed care. So trauma-informed care, or TIC, recognizes and responds to A, the signs, B, the symptoms, and C, the risks of trauma to better support the health needs of the patient who have experienced um, this toxic stress and, and these uh, traumatic situations. So I also want to bring in another 
concept and we're going to define what's called re-traumatization. So re-traumatization is the conscious or the unconscious reminder of past traumas. So this is really important to the mind-body work. So due to our personal defense mechanisms or other related reasons, we might not even be aware that our brain and our body or our body is remembering traumatic events. That's tricky, right? So when engaging in psychotherapy, we are trusting that the provider is well informed of TIC and its most basic principles. So if you are a trauma therapist or you claim to uh, treat trauma, this is something that you should be well versed in. The principles of trauma-informed care are a really useful guide. So actually the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services of Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, that's a really long acronym, the it's the SAMS HASA, S-A-M-H-S-A, has adopted the following model that I'm going to share with you. And it had just, uh, words are hard. I've had a lot of coffee this morning. But the six most basic principles are safety, trustworthiness, peer support, collaboration, empowerment and voice and choice, and then cultural and historical and gender issues to consider. So that being said, what are the best ways to heal trauma without re-traumatizing? So there are obviously a plethora of trauma therapies, but I want to start an approach known as neuroplastic sequence healing. This philosophy teaches that if we sequence our healing or if we titrate our healing, um, titrated that it is less intense on your nervous system as this is a process you are actually healing your brain you're retraining your brain through neuroplasticity so chronic illness whether it's mental illness or physical illness or a mix of the two it can adversely impact your brain function and I know we've talked about the polyvagal theory before but because of this adverse impact on your brain, you're going to activate the limbic system. So this is the structures in our brain that help us to detect threats. If you've heard the amygdala, that's kind of like, um, oh my goodness, um, a prairie dog. So the prairie dog is always on alert to sense threat, to sense um, anything that might uh, be acutely uh, a problem to us. So it's there to promote our safety and well-being. And, and in a healthy individual, this system responds appropriately to, you know, um, a spider that lands on our arm. Like that freaks us out for a reason. Um, but you're able to quickly come back to a calm, managed state once the threat has passed. However, if you have chronically been impacted adversely by uh, mental illness or by physical illness or by trauma, we end up with a limbic system that is completely out of whack. And I've noticed a lot, we've talked about that fight or flight body state, 
And a lot of the individuals that I've seen lately, that is chronically activated or turned on. And so if you try to go into trauma treatment and say, let's talk about all of these stressful events and your body's already in that state, that is like treating stress with stress. We certainly don't want to do that. Um, So I definitely recommend, I don't know if this is the best way, but I recommend slow titrated treatment. There are all kinds of uh, therapeutic modalities and techniques that can really help in healing your brain or retraining it or promoting neuroplasticity. Um, Just a couple of those that I will recommend is EFT. It's also known as the tapping technique. Um, The emotional freedom technique is a really powerful powerful neuroplasticity tool um, to add to your recovery. It targets points on the body's meridian, so it brings the physical into the mental treatment as well. Um, Let's see, what are some mindfulness, meditation, a lot of these mind-body techniques that we have talked about for treating other things. Um, But essentially, it all comes down to getting your body into a state where you can process what you're feeling and, you know, certain events that have, um, you've experienced in your life. Um, So I'll always point you back to the polyvagal theory, the work of Stephen Borges as well. Um, And I believe you can heal your brain. Just to go back to Dr. Caroline Leaf, um, she has a book called Switch on Your Brain, which really goes through the whole limbic system. It goes through all the structures of your brain, um, and it's spiritually based, so if you're interested in that, it's a really helpful book. She also has another one. It's a smaller book called Who Switched Off My Brain? Controlling Toxic Thoughts and Emotions. That one can be, it really brings in all of your body system, Um, so that one's a really helpful one as well. But again, just to kind of bring us back to the center, can you be re-traumatized? Absolutely. Um, Or you can just keep your body in a chronic state of stress, which is not going to help when it comes to healing your trauma. Um, There are a lot of really wonderful programs and educational resources that I can point you to. Um, One I'm thinking about specifically in the Houston area is called the Encourage Program. It's actually an IOP or an intensive outpatient program uh, that specifically is trauma psychoeducation and trauma-informed work. Um, So that's one that if you want more intense um, work around your trauma, I highly suggest or just like reaching out to them. Um, It's it's a wonderful resource and there are a million out there. I know it can be kind of confusing to figure out where to go. Um, But I hope this gave you a few nuggets to think about. Obviously, we're not going to delve into the full extent of what trauma can do on our brains and minds and how to heal it in 10 minutes. Um, but I hope this gives you kind of some, some items to ponder. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Thanks again for being a listener.